If you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to open up to Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. We are continuing our study through the book of Genesis. And so we are picking up where we left off last week. Genesis 19, starting in verse 27. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley. And he looked and behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham. And sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow, when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. And we just consider ourselves among the most blessed people in the whole world that we can open up your word and hear from you. What an incredible privilege it is, oh God, and we just thank you for it this morning. We thank you so much for our dear Lord Jesus. We thank you for his blood that was spilled for us on the cross. We thank you for his resurrection. We thank you for how deep your love for us is, oh Oh Lord, that you have made us your children. How deep is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. And so now as your children, we thank you for the incredible privilege to sit at your feet and to to listen to you as you impart your truth into our lives. Father, I ask, That as your word is preached today, that it will be you who speaks to us. I pray that our hearts will be open and attentive. I ask that you will take away every distraction. That we will have soft hearts that are, are ready to receive the implanted word which is able to save our souls. Father, if there's someone here today who does not have hope of eternal life with you, I pray that in a mighty way you will do a mighty work in their heart and that they will turn to you and be born again. And for the rest of us who are here, who have trusted in Christ and have received the gift of the new birth and eternal life, we ask that your Holy Spirit will move in our midst in a powerful and a mighty way. I pray that you will convict us of any sin that we need to confess to you and that we would turn and repent and and receive that fellowship with you once again. And Father, for those of us who need encouragement... I pray that in a mighty way, your Holy Spirit will take your word and will just encourage our hearts. Give us courage and strength for all that you have called us to. Father, for those who may be grieving or struggling with grief, I pray that your comfort will wrap around their hearts just like a warm blanket and that you will minister to that need. Father, each and every need that we have here today, I pray that you will meet in a way that only you can. 
Father, I ask that you will speak through me. You have said that let the one who speaks speak with the very oracles of God. And so, Father, may this not be my word or my ideas, but may it be you and what you have to say. And Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 17. Now Elijah, the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Cherith that is east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And after a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Now turn to 1 Kings 18. Starting in verse 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of the rushing of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and on the earth, uh, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And at the seventh time he said, behold, a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. And he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. And in a little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his garment and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Chapter 17, where we are introduced to Elijah, and he goes to the wicked king of Israel, Ahab, and he tells them, because... Of the wickedness in the land, the Lord is going to bring judgment and he will prevent rain from coming. And then in the next chapter, years later, we see Elijah Elijah pray and the Lord sends rain. 
Wasn't that an incredible testimony that we heard Mr. Jerry share with us about the believers in, in Ukraine and the ones who are hearing the gospel and at the moment of their turning to Christ and repenting, the Lord sent rain that they had so needed. Many years later, in the New Testament book of James, the Holy Spirit through James highlights for us this this episode of Elijah praying for the rain to stop and for the the rain to be sent again. And in James chapter 5, it says, starting in verse 16, the second part of the verse, The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. The Holy Spirit, through James, is highlighting an incredible truth for us to consider, that the Lord hears and answers the prayer of the righteous. That's what it says. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. The the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Uh, Elijah prayed fervently that it wouldn't rain. And when, when we read the passage in 1 Kings chapter 17, it doesn't highlight that prayer. It just highlights him confronting Ahab and saying there isn't going to be any rain. But prior to that, we are told here in the book of James that he fervently prayed that the Lord would stop the rain. And he had an assurance from the Lord that the Lord had answered that prayer. And so he was confidently able to tell Ahab, you know what? The rain's going to stop. And then, and then don't you just love, after three and a half years, in a land whose economy is completely dependent on the rain, for the crops to grow, and the crops must grow in order to feed the herds, and the herds must be fed in order to have meat, So in order to live, it was dependent upon rain. So it was a real judgment from the Lord for there to be no rain, but it came in answer to prayer. And then don't don't you just love what, what it says in verse 18? Then he prayed again. And heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. As we've continued our study through the book of Genesis in chapter 19, we have been considering the downfall of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
and how the Lord brought judgment upon those cities. But even in the midst of God's judgment, we have noticed His mercy and His kindness. Because even apart from and, and in, the, in spite of Lot's desire to stay in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Lord mercifully saves Lot and brings him, as well as his two daughters and his wife, out of the city. Last week we considered how his wife, although she had been rescued from the city, had such a desire and love for the things of the world that she turned back and she became a pillar of salt. And, and, and it highlighted for us the truth that the ways of the world will be destroyed. The truth is, is every one of us are losing our lives every day. And it's not a matter of whether or not we will lose our lives. The question is, for whom or for what purpose will we lose our life? Because Lot's wife was going to lose her life one way or the other. She was either going to turn her back completely on what was in Sodom and Gomorrah and follow the Lord and lose that. Or she was going to lose her physical life along with Sodom and Gomorrah. But then we get to today's passage and it highlights for us the reason why the Lord chose to deliver deliver Lot and to rescue his life. And in fact, it was an answer to prayer. It was was an answer to prayer of righteous Abraham. And remember the truth that James chapter 5 highlights to us, that the prayer of a righteous man, person, has great power as it is working. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. In the King James Version it says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's some flowery flowery language, but I like it. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and it's working. And we see that Abraham's prayer on behalf of his nephew Lot was powerful in its working. And for us, I want us to to consider today this simple truth that the Lord answers the prayer of the righteous. He answers. And it should lead us to pray with expectation. Expecting him to hear and to answer our prayers. For those who are righteous, born again. Who who have been made right by the, the, 
the power of Jesus and His blood shed on the cross. And how we, in faith and in trust in Him, God accounts His righteousness to our account. For those who are born again, there can be great confidence that the Lord will hear and will answer. And it should lead us to pray to Him and to pray expectantly. Expecting Him to hear and to answer. And we see that highlighted in today's passage. That the Lord answers the prayers of the righteous and it's in accordance with His Word. It's in in accordance with what He has already promised and said. And it should lead us to pray to Him, expecting Him to keep His Word. And then secondly, we see that He answers the prayers of the righteous According to his grace. It should lead us to pray to him, expecting him to be gracious. First of all, in verse 27 through 28, we see that he answers the prayers of the righteous according to his word. Pray, expecting him to keep his word. In verse 27, here in Genesis 19. says, and Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. So this is highlighting the place that is discussed in Genesis chapter 18 verses 22 through 33 where Abraham intercedes for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah where he prays for them. So he goes back to that same place. In verse 28 And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley. So isn't it interesting how the the Holy Spirit through Moses highlights for us that Abraham had to look down into the valley and look down where Sodom and Gomorrah was. And then once again in verse 28, it says, And he looked So twice it repeats that Abraham looked, he looked down, and he looked. And behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. Abraham, when he looked down at where Sodom and Gomorrah was, he ended up coming to an understanding of God's answer to his prayer. Because in Genesis chapter 18, verse 32, after Abraham had been interceding for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah that the Lord would rescue them. He finally comes to verse 32 when it says, Then he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak again but this once. Suppose ten are found there, ten righteous people. He answered, this is the Lord speaking, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. So the Lord gave his word in Genesis chapter 18 that if there were 10 righteous people, 10 who had by faith received the righteousness that comes from God, 
he would not destroy the cities. So now for Abraham to go to the place where he had interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah and to see smoke rising up as the smoke of a furnace or the smoke of a kiln, he understood the answer to his prayer. He understood that there were not ten righteous people in those cities. The Lord kept his word. The Lord had bound himself. He had bound himself by giving his promise. He promised that if there were ten righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, he would not destroy the cities. But the Lord kept his word. He he was bound to his word. And in keeping with his word, it ended up leading to the destruction of these cities. Isn't it good to know that our God is a God who always keeps his word? It's interesting to think about. Throughout scripture, there's different instances that are highlighted to us of of when a person says something and they're, they're bound to it. In the book of Daniel chapter 6, we see it was almost like a negative instance because... These guys who were coming to get Daniel, they said to King Darius, If anyone prays to any god or man besides you, O Darius, let him be thrown into the lion's den. And so they go and they spy on Daniel and he's praying to this other god. And Darius loves Daniel. And so these conniving people come to Darius and say, Oh, Darius... Daniel is praying to someone else. Darius didn't want to discipline or punish Daniel. But his word had been given and the law had been made according to the Medes and the Persians. And so he had to follow through with the word that had been spoken and sent Daniel into the lion's den. Now, now, thankfully, the Lord is not an evil king like Darius. But as a righteous, true, just king, he is a, he is a God of integrity. And when he says something, he will always act upon it. When he says something in his word and he promises something from in his word, he will act out what he has said. And that's what we see happen in the answer to Abraham's prayer. He answered Abraham's prayer in accordance with what he had said, his word. So how about for us? When we pray to the Lord, 
Do we pray to him in accordance with what he has revealed in his word? There's a real sense in which the Lord has revealed himself all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And there are promises that he has made. And there's a certain sense in which when we come to him in prayer, the Lord wants us to pray in alignment with what he has revealed in his word. Things that he has promised. And if we pray in alignment with what he has said, we can be confident that the Lord will hear and answer in accordance with what he has promised in his word. Because his word cannot be broken. In 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 through 15 it says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will... He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of Him. So it's a promise that if we ask anything in accordance with His will, meaning in accordance with what He has revealed in His Word about His will and about His desire. And when we come before His throne of grace and we bring to Him, Lord, this is what You have said. The Holy Spirit through John and 1 John is saying, we can have confidence that we will have whatever it is that we ask of Him. He can't break His word. So, practically, this should cause us to to search the Scriptures. To spend time filling our mind with His Word. Because as we do so, it will start to rightly train us in how to pray to the Lord. And we can start praying and know that the Lord will answer as long as our prayers line up with what he has said in his word. Some of the practical things that have really been a huge help in my own life has been spending time in the book of Psalms. The the Psalms are a prayer book. And they give... Words with which we can come to the Lord and we can present our requests to Him. And when we simply go through and pray the Psalms, we can expect that the Lord is going to answer because it's in accordance with His Word. There's the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We can pray these prayers. And there's other prayers and there's other promises. And the Lord wants us to to pray to him. And expect him to keep his word.
One powerful prayer for us to pray is found in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, where the Holy Spirit through Paul says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings, and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. It leads us to pray and ask the Lord that in accordance with his will that all people will be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth that he will bring people to salvation. See, the Lord answers the prayers of the righteous according to his word. Pray expecting him to keep his word. But secondly... The Lord answers the prayers of of the righteous according to His grace. Meaning His favor being bestowed when judgment is deserved. And that's what we see the Lord acting in grace towards Lot. Verse 29. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham. And sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. Don't you find it interesting how it doesn't say God remembered Lot. It says that God remembered Abraham. God remembered Abraham, and on account of Abraham, he sent Lot out of the cities where the judgment came down. And and this is even more than what Abraham had prayed for. Because in chapter 18, when when Abraham is interceding for the cities... The last thing he prays for is, Lord, if there's ten righteous people, do not destroy the cities. And the Lord says, if there's ten righteous, I won't destroy the cities. But with that prayer, it could have, it could have ended up in the Lord destroying the cities and destroying Lot. Because the, Abraham didn't ask for the Lord to just rescue Lot. He asked for the Lord to rescue the cities on account of ten people. But don't we see the gracious, merciful nature of our God? Even though Abraham didn't ask the Lord to rescue Lot, the Lord understood Abraham's heart. And Abraham had a heart that wanted to see his nephew rescued. And in his grace, the Lord Rescued Lot. Yeah. 
And, and in a certain sense, Abraham was interceding, but his words were praying for the cities. But his heart was connected to his nephew Lot. And it's like what it says in Romans chapter 8, where the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings that are too deep for words. And Abraham, this righteous man, prays. And, and the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and it's working. Even to the extent where the Lord goes above and beyond what Abraham even asked. And he rescues Lot. Isn't it amazing what happens when we in our prayers bring our loved ones to the Lord? Isn't it amazing, even when we don't really know how to pray for them, but we just, we pray and we just entrust it to the Lord, and then the Lord does something incredible? In Mark chapter 2, there was some friends, and they, they had a friend who was a paralytic. And they heard that Jesus was able to heal And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home, Jesus. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. The paralytic couldn't come to Jesus. These four men brought him. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Isn't that incredible? The Lord forgave his sins on account of the faith of his friends. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Who are the people in your life that need to be brought to Jesus? Who are the people in your life who need to be brought before the throne of grace? See, Abraham loved his nephew Lot. And for a long time, 
really had been in the position of being Lot's father. Even though Lot ran away and fell into sin, Abraham prayed. And, And the prayer of a righteous person is powerful in its working. Elijah prayed that there wouldn't be rain. There wasn't rain. He prayed that there would be rain, and the Lord sent rain. One commentator says this, What miraculous grace is presently being bestowed to your friends and family because of your intercession for them before the throne of the universe? Without Abraham's faith, righteous Lot would have perished with all the unrighteous souls in Sodom. We really do affect blessing to others by living consecrated and holy lives and by soliciting our Lord for help on their behalf. I think, I think each and every one of us can think of different people in our life who need our prayer. And, and we may not even really know exactly how to pray for them. I mean, Abraham didn't directly pray for Lot in, in, in Genesis 18. He prayed for the cities. But we can tell that his heart was for Lot. And the Lord in his grace bestowed favor and rescued Lot. Don't you love that? God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. Maybe you're here today and there's been people who have been praying for you. Maybe you're here and you do not have assurance that you are right with God. See, there's one true and holy God. And He made us in His image. But we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have sinned against Him. And because of our sin, we rightfully deserve to be separated from Him. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, to be separated from God for all of eternity. But God demonstrated His love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. And He rose to life again. He took your sin In your place. He paid the price as your substitute. He rose to life again. He ascended on high. Now all who turn trust in him. Will be saved. Will be made right with God. And maybe you're here today. And people have been praying for you. That you would come to that point of repentance and faith. Turning from trusting that your sin is okay. And trusting Christ. I beg you today. Trust in him. And be made right with God. For the rest of us. I think there's people we know in our life. 
that need to be brought to Jesus. Just like the paralytic's friends brought him to Jesus. Maybe they're people who don't know the Lord yet. Or maybe like Lot, they're people who at one point had a profession of faith and are born again. He was righteous, but they've gone after the things of the world and have been caught up in it. And now they need to be brought back to the throne of grace and we beg for the Lord to graciously rescue them and save their lives. He's more than able. Elijah prayed fervently that there would be no rain and there was no rain. Elijah prayed again and the Lord sent rain. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and it's working. Abraham prayed. And the Lord heard and answered his prayer according to his word and according to his grace. May we be people of prayer. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. I ask that you will, by your spirit, empower us to be people of prayer. according to your word and what you have revealed in your word, and may we expect you to fulfill your word, but then also according to your grace, and may we bring people to your throne of grace and expect you to be gracious to them. Father, we thank you. Seal these truths to our hearts, O God, we ask. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.